No, no, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Con Air Radio. I am R-Tab, your host. Today you have just me. Uh, a couple of weeks back on September 2nd through the 5th, Con Air Jared, or Jared, uh, my co-host, actually went to Sabatine Con. Now, he did many decent little interviews, and he even got a very special interview at the end of the podcast. So, listen up, pay attention, and be entertained. I'm wandering the floor here at Sabaton Con and I actually ran into uh, somebody I've been personally wanting to interview for a little while. Uh, you probably know her as AZ Power Girl, Cara Nicole. How you doing? Well, I was doing great until you ran into me. I mean, I'm minding my own business and then here you come, just slam. I, know, I, I wasn't looking where I was going. I saw, I saw a couple of uh, really interesting photos and there you were. I know, right? Pay attention. So how are you doing this weekend? I am doing great. I actually wasn't supposed to be here, so surprise in here. And it, a very pleasant surprise, of course. It's always nice to have you uh, at any any con that uh, that we can find you at, of course. Uh, so, uh, so you weren't here earlier this week. Where were you? I was actually at Baltimore at the Baltimore Comic Con. How was that? Uh, how's that con uh, for you? It's great. I love Baltimore. I had a dance off with Star Lord. Got to see a bunch of old friends. Hadn't been there in a year. And the convention is right next to the water. And they are puking up magic heart. So I collected while I was there. Oh, I wish I could have gone. I, that that's, it seems like it seems like it was pretty fun. So I mean, I know you know uh, you're probably one of the most popular cosplayers in the Arizona area, at least that I that I know of specifically. Um, now, out of all the uh, all the different cosplays that you do, how many how many different cosplays do you have? I don't know. I don't know because I take old costumes and I turn them into new costumes and I repurpose my parts and sometimes I even cut them up and use them as patterns so I honestly don't know I've never counted and I challenge anyone to count and if anyone can tell me how many costumes I've done I will give you a prize I don't know what that'll be but it'll be good how about a, how about a free print of their choosing I will do that absolutely if you can if you can tell me how many costumes I have done you get a free print all right, well, you, hear, you heard it here first at Con Air Radio. If you can find out exactly how many costumes AZ Power Girl has done, get in contact with us. I'll make sure she gets the information, and you get a free print of your choosing. Uh, so, uh, now, I know, you know, you, you talk, a lot of, talk to a lot of people about your costumes, cosplay, and whatnot. What I actually want to know is actually more about your, uh, your political side. I, I know this is kind of, a, kind of an interesting uh, venture that you're going on. I know, right? A person in politics that does cosplay? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting. Like, but you do cosplay. So what? People do things, and then they do other things. I know. I mean, it, it's kind of kind of created a big uh, big hubbub, you know, about you know the n- number one. Yeah, the, the the costumes that you do. I mean, yeah, they are a little bit more on the uh, scandalous side. Um, but, you know, I, I, what I want to know is, you know, what, what actually kind of got you into wanting to become a politician? 
well, I didn't and I don't, and I don't want to be a politician, and I don't identify myself as a politician. I am a regular person who is tired of what we have currently going on in our system, and I saw a need for change, so I jumped in. I'm like, well, who better to make change than someone who wants change? I've actually been doing legislative work for the past three years in family rights, children's rights, uh, father's rights, family law reform, and I've helped to keep out very bad bills, and I've helped to get in really good bills. And I even had a bill passed this last session regarding children in school, so now little Timmy, who has divorced parents, can take his teddy bear to school and not get suspended because he wants it at moms and dads, and that's where they do their exchanges. This also works for homeless children as well who are transient and you know may have things like a toothbrush that they should not get expelled for having. So. Uh, yeah, that's just one of the things that I've done. Um, doesn't have my name on it because it's not about my ego. It's about the work. It's about the kids. It's about the system and fixing it. So I went to the people that can have it done and took care of it. Took care of it. So I wasn't happy with the people running for office in my district. And so I decided, all right, I'll throw my hat in. Everyone says they want another option. I'm giving you another option. I know you talked a lot about the cosplay and people are like, well, wait, but you're a cosplayer. If that's all you got, hey, you can look me up and you can see exactly what you have and what you're dealing with with me. Can you say the same thing about my competitors? Can you say that about anyone running in your own district? Can you look up online and find out who they are and what they do? My skeletons are right out in the open and you can see what they are. What they're hiding, I don't know. I'm not going to lie, I actually just got chills listening to, listening to you talk about that. Um, so, I mean, you know, and... I, First and foremost, I just want to say thank you just for actually being a person willing to do something for a change. You know, and that, that's something that a lot of people don't understand nowadays. It's, you know, you want, if you want change, don't wait for somebody else to do it. Do it yourself. And uh, now, uh, where, where, uh, where can we find you next? Where, where are you heading to? What, uh, where can we find you online? All that fun stuff. Okay, so I do a lot of conventions. I did 37 conventions and events last year. I try to do as many in the Phoenix area as possible just because I live here and it's so much easier to get my stuff there. Uh, but you can find me online at azpowergirl.com. You can find me politically at azpowergirl, the number four, the letter u.com. You can find me on Facebook as azpowergirl, as well as Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, everywhere. I'm Karen Nicole for House LD26. It's my political page, but you can find me anywhere as AZ Power Girl. I will also be at the in Portland at the Rose City Comic Con next weekend. I will be in Cheyenne, Wyoming at the Zombie Fest the weekend after that. I'll be at uh, Atlanticon in Cornerbrook, Newfoundland after that. I've got tons of shows coming up, so it's probably at a show near you. <laughs> Pretty much anywhere we look, there you'll be. Yes. Uh, well, once again, I just want to say thank you for giving us the opportunity to, uh, to talk with you today. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll see more from you, uh, especially uh, coming up in the uh, upcoming elections and all that as well. Thank you so much, and thank you for coming by. All right. And uh, so we're going to head around, uh, head around the con and see what else we can find. All right. That was the Cara Nicole interview and um, now we can actually go in and listen to Jared do his interview with the voiceover actor uh, David Vincent. Here it comes. Tune in tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. 
Hey everybody, this is Jared from Con Air Radio, and I'm standing here live on the floor of uh, Sabaton Con in lovely Phoenix, Arizona. I'm actually sitting here with David Vincent, a very uh, well-rounded voice actor. Uh, I'm looking at his uh, table here. He's got posters from uh, characters from Super Smash Brothers, uh, Bleach, Castlevania, and he runs the whole gambit. So uh, let's go ahead and talk to him. David, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, doing well. How about you? I'm doing just fine. So how's uh, how's Salvatincon treating you? Oh, these guys have been fantastic. The fans here are absolutely amazing. So I've been having a great time. Awesome. Have you been to uh, to Arizona before? I have. I actually have. My father-in-law uh, has got a uh, a winter place. Uh, my father and mother-in-law have got a winter place in Scottsdale, and so we've been coming here uh, for as a family for I don't know probably the last uh, six seven years now. So I love Phoenix. Nice. Well, you know, welcome, and hopefully we'll, we'll get to see you again down here, you yes. know, as time goes on. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the whole voice acting thing, I've, I've talked with several voice actors, and I just, I just want to get your take on, uh, you know, what it takes to get, uh, to get into voice acting. Well, you know, there's no one way to it. Uh, every, every one of us uh, have, has our, have, have had our own path into getting into voice acting. My path uh, had to do with me moving to New York City to be an actor and doing a lot of uh, theater, stand-up, sketch comedy. And I was doing a show at a theater in Times Square when a voiceover agent saw me, and, and that's actually how I got into the world of voiceover. But uh, for those of you guys who are listening, I'll, I'll give you a bit of advice. Dee Bradley Baker uh, is a very, very successful voice actor and put together a wonderful website, uh, very simply titled uh, wannabeavoiceactor.com. He lays out beautifully uh, steps to take to, uh, to embark on a career in voice acting. It's actually kind of funny you say that because that's, uh, that's the advice that uh, Jess Harnell actually gave to yeah. me. He said, you know, look, t- take a look at this website. Uh, he definitely, he, he plans it out from beginning to end. So yeah. that, that's definitely something, uh, something I, I, as I told you before, I'm, I'm looking to get into voice acting. Right. And uh, so it's, you know, definitely good that there's, a, there's that aspect out there that uh, definitely a good, a good instrument to use. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, one thing I like to do with voice actors, I like to ask them to pick a voice and say something in character that your character would never say. Uh, okay. Uh, for those of you guys, uh, do, do I need to name the character? Yeah, yeah sure. so that way yeah. everybody knows. All right, so uh, this would be uh, Grim Jow, uh from the, the hit series Bleach. Something that he would never say. Ukiora, I love you. All right. Well, David Vince, I just want to say thank you again from Con Air Radio and also from Sabaton Con just for uh, giving us the opportunity to, uh, to interview you. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll see you again out here. I hope so. I hope so. Sooner than later. Thanks, uh, thanks again. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. And we're going to go ahead and uh, head over. Probably get a couple more interviews out here on the floor at Sabaton. And actually, really quick, uh, David, where can we find you online? Ah, the best place to find me online is uh, you can look me up on Facebook, all one word, David Vincent VA for voice actor, so David Vincent VA. Twitter, follow me on Twitter, same handle, David Vincent VA. Uh, I've also got a uh, new website that is going to be built and going to be launched here very soon, so hopefully by the time you guys are listening to this, it's going to be live. Simply titled DavidVincentVA.com. So, yes, uh, please do follow me uh, on Twitter and uh, check out my new website. Awesome. Thank you again. Got it. Laugh it up, fuzzball.
All right, still walking the floor here at Salvaton. I actually came upon a nice little, uh, nice little shop over here. Uh, Dakini Glassworks uh, is set up here. I'm actually here with uh, one of the proprietors of the establishment. How are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you doing? Doing just fine. So what's your name? My name is Juanita Chang McCarran. Oh, well, uh, so tell us a little bit about your shop here. Well, thank you. We uh, make glass at home. We have my home studio. And our glass works uh, range from small pendants to really intricate and beautiful um, artwork. Uh, I sandblast glass and carve it deeply. I also uh, play with volcanic glass. I make it molten and uh, create lots of kind of uh, images that look like nebula, and so forth. I get a lot of inspiration from Mark Rothko as well. Work a lot with Celtic imagery and so forth. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a lot of these, a lot of these pieces, and they're they're just beautiful. They're gorgeous. This is definitely some stuff I'd uh, I want to get in my house when I when I actually Thank get you. get the house to to get get them <laughs> into. Um, so uh, out of uh, out of all the pieces that you do, what, what would you say is your probably your favorite technique or your favorite uh, type of thing to work on? Uh, I love working with the molten glass. Uh, it's a process called pot melting, and you basically uh, drill holes in the base of a clay pot and fill it with different colors of glass. You have minimal control, some control. You choose your color and you choose the placement, and then you take your kiln up to 1,700 rockin' degrees, and, um, and it melts into a steel form and creates these images that look, I wish that this actually was a camera and not a microphone because it's almost impossible to describe. Um, it really looks like a nebula in outer space and there's layers to it and it is the most uh, inspiring process for me because I'm partners with the glass. I never quite know what's going to come out. I have some control. I have an intention. And I put my intention into the glass. And then when I open the kiln 36 to 48 hours later, I look at it, and it's always a surprise. And the glass really feels like an intelligent partner in what I'm doing. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely make sure to get a couple of uh, get a couple of pictures that way we can uh, right put on. it put it up on our uh, on our Facebook page. Uh, now I also notice that you have your son here with us. Yes, I do. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. What's your name? Uh, my name is Adrian. All right, now I see here you got a uh, you got some uh, jewelry that you uh, you pretty much uh, make yourself uh, you you have here. Uh, yep, they are snap button bracelets. All the bracelets have a little snap that uh, the buttons can snap on and off of so you can exchange them. Nice. They, they look awesome. I'm definitely, uh, I can see my, my fiance was uh, definitely looking at, uh, looking at a bunch of those. So uh, how's, how's business been for you here at the con? Pretty good. <laughs> o overall, is the story you guys have been uh, pretty successful this, uh, this weekend? Actually, we have been. I was quite surprised because I know, I mean, we've come here before as, you know, con goers. We, we, you know, cosplay and hang out and enjoy the company and stuff. And this year was the first year we decided to do a booth. And I'd never seen anything like the glass stuff that I do. I'd never seen anything like that here before. And so I thought, well, what the heck? Let's just give it a go, you know. And, um, and then Adrian came up with this uh, idea with the snap buttons. 
and these little bracelets, they look like little domes and there's images from different fandom inside. And right now we're just doing Steven Universe, uh, Pokemon and Undertale, but we're definitely going to be expanding because it's gotten a really positive response, you know, and everybody's been like, oh, do you do Totoro, do you do, you know, all these different images, and we're like, no, not yet, but we're getting there, we're getting there. So he's been quite the entrepreneur on that. Yeah, it's definitely definitely a, a nice little sight to behold. It's a nice little, uh, nice little concept. I, I personally haven't seen anything like it before yeah. other than, like, you know, like it, it's a, a new world of charm bracelet yeah, yeah. is the way that I like to I like to see it. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, totally. Well, uh, once again, guys, if you want to look them up, they do have a website. It's www.dakiniglassworks. D a k i n a glasswork or i n i. Sorry. Uh, let, let me let me try that again. www.dakiniglassworks.com, and everything can be ordered online. Uh, pretty much. Um, uh, my store is a little bit behind the times. I'm kind of a Luddite, but I'm getting there. You can uh, email me anything that you want, and I can create pretty much anything out of glass. Awesome. Well, thank you for yeah. giving us the opportunity to interview thank and you. take a look around the store. And uh, hopefully we'll see you again at uh, one of the other cons coming up. Yeah, you will. Thank you so much. Right, thank you. This cookie feels heavy as if there's some paper inside. Nice job, sir. It was my thumb. All right, so for you avid book readers out there, I actually found uh, the shop for you. Uh, I actually found a great little little spot over here that's got a lot of uh, a lot of bookmarks, and I'm actually here with uh, with Nikki. Uh, do you uh, do you make these bookmarks? Everything you see here, I drew, I inked, I painted, or photographed. Wow. So how many uh, how many bookmarks do you have in your collection? As of last night, 504. That is a lot of bookmarks. Uh, so uh, I see you got uh, a lot of different bookmarks, a lot of different fandoms here. Uh, is there any uh, anyone in particular that you that you favor? I honestly prefer all the animes. They're a lot of fun to draw, and there's so many different ones. That's awesome. So uh, out of out of all these, which one uh, which one do you think has been your bestseller? This particular weekend, Fairy Tale's been pretty big. Okay, so how, how has uh, Salvington Con been treating you this weekend? It's been unusual. It's been very, very busy, and then it's been very, very dead. I understand Lady Baird was here, and that's the reason why. Oh, trust me, I know. I've been, uh, I've been following Lady Baird his, the entire weekend that he's been here. So, but uh, you, you should come out with a line of Lady Baird, uh, Lady Baird bookmarks. That's a fantastic idea. Just, just make sure you get in contact with him. See, you know, see if there's any pictures that he would uh, love to have, because I know, I, I know a couple people who might want one. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. I'll follow up on that. All right, so uh, where can we find you online, and can we uh, buy your bookmarks online as well? Absolutely. You can find me at Nick's Picks Photography, Nick's Picks Cosplay, or Nick's Picks in general on Facebook. I'm on eBay. I'm on DeviantArt. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get you, uh, we'll shoot you some customer some, uh, some your way. And uh, will we see you at uh, any other cons coming up? This year I have Tucson Comic Con as my last one for this year, then Tayo in January. Awesome. Hopefully we'll see you there. And uh, thank you for giving us the opportunity to interview you. My pleasure. Thank you very much. All right. So it's the day after Sabotin Con. That's right. It is, you know, just over. But I actually got something very special for you guys. Uh, kind of a last-minute addition to the, to the roster of interviews uh, here at Con Air Radio. Um, and actually, it's my pleasure to introduce the always uh, viciously kawaii Lady Beard. Ah, Conan Radio! Hi, gozaimasu, Lady Beard! Hey, Jared, how you doing, mate? 
I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Very well, sir. Lovely to see you. Early in the morning it, on it this is. Tuesday. So how did uh, how was the uh, the con for you? It was fantastic. Thank you very much. Absolutely wonderful. Um, the, so first of all, the staff took amazingly good care of us. Just really, and anything we needed, they were straight on it. Like they or like had things ready before we needed to ask for it. So the, like the organizers and the staff were absolutely fantastic. The fans as well were just out of control. They were so nice. Everyone was so nice. I could not believe it. Yeah, it, it was amazing. We actually, uh, I was able to get front row for your uh, for your concert. Oh, good. So, and I got a lot of a lot of great shots. I know I sent them to you. I don't know if you have a, had a chance to see them yet. I did but, check them out. Thank you yeah. very much. Um, so I, I gotta ask, you know, okay, so Lady Beard, musician, wrestler. One of, one of the big questions I actually wanted to save, I was going to ask it during the Q&A, but I was like, no, I want to, I want to save this for the, for the interview. Mm. Between wrestling and, the, and your onstage presence, mm. what's more exhausting? Um, it's kind of, it, they're sort of apples and oranges. I know I said that about something else in the, in the mm. Q&A, but, um, but they're kind of apples and oranges. Um, they're respectively exhausting in different ways. So... Um, you know, wrestling, it, it's, you know, wrestling, of course, you're, you know, you're getting hit and you're hitting someone else. Wrestling is actually very emotional. That's the thing that I think people don't realize about pro wrestling. Out of all the stuff I've done, like, cause I, you know, I used to be an actor in the theater and a stuntman and everything. Um, out of all the stuff that I've done, it's the hyper physical work that is actually the most emotional, which is sort of counterintuitive right. because... Actors and whatnot think about that stuff as kind of the meathead work, right? So they think it's just, nah, it's just, you go, <laughs> and there's no emotion involved. But it's actually like the other way around. Like, you know, it's so, hitting people and getting hit is such an emotional experience that um, wrestling is actually, like, if I need to cry or anything like that, wrestling is actually the easiest place to, to do it in the ring. So it's kind of, wrestling is within itself um, very, very intense. And then, is that too noisy? Oh, no, that's fine. Um, but then being on stage is an extremely emotional kind of in a different way. It's, um, you know, the, the, the physical exhaustion works differently in either one. Cause in wrestling, I don't need to, the, the breath control and the voice control that I need right. on stage. So that, but that's kind of, hits a different emotional chord. So they're kind of, they're both, um. They're both an intense experience, right. but they kind of and, both access different levels. And, and actually, that's, that's one thing you and I actually have in common. I actually ha have done stunt work. Uh, oh, cool! Yeah. Oh, great! I, I was actually uh, out here in Phoenix. I've done a. Uh, there's a place out here called Rawhide. Yeah. And I was a uh, cowboy stuntman. Oh, shot off of buildings, fighting, and all that stuff. Great. So I can I, I can attest to how how emotional emotional yeah. it can be. Very much so, right? Yeah. Very um, much so. So uh, how how did, how did Lady Beard start? You know what? What was the what was the driving force behind it? Well, as I told you uh, in the uh, Q and A, um, my father was murdered by pants when I was uh, incredibly young. So uh, that led me to realize the true horrors of pants. Yeah. Um, but what happened was I so I stopped wearing pants. I threw that idea to the wind. But then I uh, when I was uh, when I was a teenager and whatnot, I would go to parties and heavy metal shows wearing uh, my big sister's school dress, and um, everyone found it hilarious. And it, be, it, was, it was sort of a 20-year evolution. When I started pro wrestling, I said, I'm going to wear a dress into the ring, and I'm going to be called Ladybeard. I love and, it. Um, yeah, it was fantastic, actually, because I was wrestling in Hong Kong, and all the other wrestlers at the time, they didn't really, you know, their, their gimmicks were 
I'm a wrestler, right? So I stood out so much. And actually, I thought, going in, I thought I was going to be this massive heel, right? I thought mm -hmm. that everyone was going to hate me. I'm this white dude with freaking all hairy, speaking my terrible Cantonese in a dress. Everyone's going to hate me. It's the other way around. They all loved me. So, so I became the most popular wrestler in Hong Kong overnight. That, that's, that's actually kind of kind of funny. Yeah, it was like funny. That. So my first, like the video of my first match went sort of viral in Hong Kong. Whoa! That, that, that's, that's my fiance. Oh, Blaine. Oh, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, she, uh, she, unfortunately, she couldn't make it today. She wasn't feeling too, too good, but, uh. Oh, no. She, she sends, uh, she sends her thanks. Oh, bless. She thank says, you. She says she loves you. Oh, bless. Thank you very much. Please send my love straight oh, back. I, I definitely will. Thank you kindly. Um, so, uh, I, I know, uh, <laughs> one of the questions that was asked is about your, uh, your Lolita dresses. Mm. You know, how, how many, how many do you think you have? Uh, uh, Lolita specifically, mm -hmm. I don't know, but in the, uh, probably within 10, I think, yeah. but the total outfits is like, it's 40 something 40 now, guys. I think. Uh, actually, uh, one thing that, uh, Thank you. that my, uh, my fiance and I, we were actually talking about uh, after the Q and A's, we actually kind of want to design an Arizona themed Lolita dress. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she was, she was actually kind of like, uh, you know, starting to sketch it up and everything. She wanted right. to, she wanted to come in and, you know, ask you, you know, what what your input would be. <laughs> can you tell me? Can you now? What I'm imagining, I hope this is not a stereotypical or offensive, but what I'm imagining is, um, so I forget, I forget the name. What's the name of the cactus that does this? This one. Oh, the saguaros. Saguaros. <laughs> I am imagining a saguaro style Lolita dress. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of. It's kind of what you're going for, yeah. Yeah. So you have spikes, spikes yeah. and whatnot. Well, pr probably not the spikes, but probably a couple saguaros on it. Uh, we we were kind of thinking like uh, a little bit more like old west cowboy. Great. You know, have like uh, have like little like a uh, uh, cow pattern bad oh great you know, a little, uh, little cowboy hat awesome you know. i want you to have like a little um like a little tape recorder in it which every time you hug someone it plays ah, yeah, 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 yeah. that's what I, we should I, do i think we could do that that would be awesome <laughs> Like, uh, <laughs> like a tickle me elmo yeah except except it's the hug me phoenix <laughs> i love it okay we're, we're we'll work on that one when we get it you know when we get all the things finalized we'll make sure to send it send please it to you. Oh, i can't wait uh, that'll can't be awesome wait. um so uh the, the musical the music process mm -hmm. you know um are are your songs you know mostly original songs are they uh uh kind of like callbacks to other uh, other artists or? um well everything that you heard mm -hmm. uh this weekend um is from the kind of the original musical concept that i wanted to do with my show which is metal covers mm -hmm. of pop songs and um, anime songs. So that was everything that you heard this weekend. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in the future. We'll see if that trend continues. But that's, that was, um, when I started doing my music project, that was always kind of what I wanted to do. So what happened was I was living in Hong Kong, and always, like, since, uh, since I was very young, my favorite music has been metal covers of pop songs. Because, um, like, I love... The thing I love about heavy metal is the power of it, right? Mm -hmm. I love the feeling that you get when you listen to it. It's fantastic. But um, structurally, I actually really like pop music. I really like the melodies and the hooks and the fact that it gets stuck in your head for six weeks and you can't yeah. get... I like that kind of thing, right? So metal covers of pop songs are kind of perfect for me, right? They right. kind of have the best of both worlds. And of course, if you know the original song, then 
it's hilarious too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when I moved to Hong Kong, I started listening to Canto Pop to learn Cantonese. And I was like, these are fantastic pop songs. I can't wait to hear the metal covers. Turns out no one had done them. And then it turned out three years later, it became my mission to, uh, to make them. I like I like that you know just just making making something that's just never been thought of before. Well, thank you. It was strange because um, I kind of I heard them and it was you know in in America now like almost every metal band will cover a pop yeah. song. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I think I think there's a actually a series called um, Pop Goes Punk. Pop, pop Goes Punk. That's right. And pop Goes Metal. All this all, all that thing. Yeah, some great covers in there, yeah. right? Um, so but like in Asia, no one had really done it, right? So I kind of. I saw that and I was like, "Wow! Well, uh, you know, these would make great metal covers. Someone should do that." Mm -hmm. And then, <laughs> three years later, I decided, "Well, no one else is going to do it. it." Looks like it's it's my mission. There we go. Yeah. I, and actually, I, I was talking to somebody. Uh, I was actually talking to uh, uh, a cosplayer out here. Her name's uh, Cara Nicole, mm -hmm. AZ Power Girl. Um, she she kind of kind of is going along the same aspect with uh, kind of her political awareness. Oh, really? Pretty much. She she was talking about a. Uh, I know. I know. It sounds kind of weird. A, a cosplayer getting into politics. Oh, that's interesting. But okay. she actually said um, nobody was doing it, so I'm going to do it. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a great. Uh, you know, I, I guess it's a great ideal to have. That's interesting. What uh, what is like politically? What's she um, doing? Is she planning to like represent cosplayers? Well, it, it's, or? It, it's one of those things. Like she she's a cosplayer. She's been doing this. You know. For, for years, she's been cosplaying for years, and she's uh, looking to bring a new view and a new ideal to politics. And she doesn't, you know, she she's taking kind of like the stance of I'm a cosplayer. You know, all my stuff is out in the open because some some of her, you know, some of her costumes are very you know revealing. Hmm. And but she has no skeletons to hide. Right, I see. Oh, that's yeah. Fantastic. So she's like, yes, I'm a cosplayer. My skeletons are out there, but. This is what needs to change, and she's actually going not not even from the cosplay point of view, but more like uh, she actually helped pass a bill where uh, kids that come from bro broken homes mm -hmm. can actually bring specific items to school when they're being transferred to the other parent after you know after school. Because a lot of the times, especially out here, there was a uh, there was a couple things where like if a kid uh, would bring like a toothbrush or like a favorite teddy bear to class, yeah. they would get you know detention, reprimanded about. Really? It. Yeah. So That's she, interesting. So she actually uh, she actually helped pass off, uh, pass a uh, a bill out here that says you know oh. if a child comes from a broken home and they have specific items that they want to take with them yeah. so they don't have to have one set at one parents one set at another parents they can actually have it in class with them. Well, that sounds like a good bill. Oh yeah, sounds like a helpful bill for a lot of people. Oh yeah, definitely. fantastic. I see. So her political like opinions are not. Influenced no. by cosplay. No, not not influenced by cosplay, but you know there there was a big uh, big hullabaloo about uh, you know this cosplayer is trying to get into politics. You know she right. you know for for a living she goes out and dresses in scantily scantily clad outfits mm. and parades herself around with her body. She's like, yeah, that's what I do. I don't care. Mm. Okay. My skeletons are out there. Great. So. Well, I, I like her attitude. Oh yeah, she she's awesome. She sounds very um proud of who she is, which oh, is yeah, fantastic. So. Back to Lee. Now, uh, I know you, you were talking a little bit earlier about how uh, you know you started learning different languages and whatnot. Mm. How many languages do you speak? Five. Five languages. It's too many. Don't learn five. It's stupid. Unless <laughs> unless you're unless you're from like a small European country where right. you grow up speaking that many. 
Don't let it's stupid. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> Three's a good number. Three's a good I, number. I've, I've, got, I've got two under my belt. And I'm, well, Spanish I'm, and English? Yeah, Spanish and English. Cool. I'm, I'm trying to learn a little bit more. Um, <laughs> I actually, the, the funny thing is I actually do want to learn Japanese. Cool. Because it's, it's one of my uh, my destinations. Like, yeah. I, I actually want to go. Yeah. Um, you know, so far I got, you know, konnichiwa, uh, arigato. Good, good, good. good. Um, basics? Yeah, just just the basics right now. I gotta, good, I, good. I, gotta, I gotta learn how to ask for uh, ask where the restroom is and uh, where I can get some alcohol. <laughs> I see. Both important questions. Both, both very important. Both important questions. So, um, were, were you surprised that you had such a big following out here in uh, not not just Phoenix but in the United States? Yeah, you know, very much so. Actually, we had really until this weekend we had no idea. Um, right. Like we we knew there were people who liked me out here, but the other thing is the USA is so huge mm -hmm. that I don't know on the social media. I don't know if there's a way to... If there's a way to do this, I don't know about it. I don't know if there's a way to see, like, regionally where your followers I, I think are. I think there is. There is. But, yeah. If there is, I don't know how to do it. Yeah. So I sort of had... It just seemed like a smattering. There'd be one person saying, come to North Carolina, and one person saying, come to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. But it's one person in each place, right? right. So, like, we had no idea that we had uh, the kind of support that we do have over here. It's fantastic. We really had no idea. Uh, but then, you know, to do the show on the weekend and have, well, we had more than a thousand people show yeah. up. That's incredible. So that's in one city. We had over a thousand people show up, right? And, that's and like, whoa. I, I was actually talking to a couple of, a couple of fans afterwards and mm. they were like, yeah, we came from, uh, you know, when we heard that Lady Bird was going to be at uh, Con, we came from California, we came bless. from Mexico, we came Aww. from, I, I think the furthest one, actually somebody came out from New York. Oh, bless. So, and they were like, you know, we, we want, you know, we, we have a following, we want to make sure that Ladybeard knows mm. you have fans well, out here in the U.S. Well, yeah, first of all, for coming that far, thank you very much, you guys. Thank you for everyone who came generally. But, um, no, I'm really glad you let me know that, because we didn't know. We really, yeah. we genuinely didn't know. Yeah. So, um... Now that we do know, we're like, well, Operation America, here we go. Full so, full steam so, ahead. so we can expect sometime in the future to have a, a Ladybeard tour. I, I hope so. Like, obviously, you know, we, we discovered this three days ago. So <laughs> yeah. Wheels are not really in motion yet, but, practically. But, yeah, but, we'll, but yo. the, the keys in the ignition. Well, that totally, 100%. <laughs> I, you know, I definitely hope so. Americans are fantastic. I'll tell you what, the, um, the con audience here, so... This is my first ever con in the USA, 17 con. We've done one in Canada so far. Nice. Uh, but North American con attendees, generally, are fantastic people. I mm -hmm. cannot tell you. Oh my God. It like We have not had to deal with one grumpy, pushy, aggressive anybody. It's been fantastic. Oh yeah, one, one of the biggest things, especially out, out here that I know of, um, con... You know, conventions, it's a community, hmm. and it's a family, and that's one of the big things that, you know, I, I've, I've seen different things to where, like, um, you know, during during concerts like this, um, you know, if, if there was, like, a mosh pit or, you know, somebody accidentally fell, hmm. people would actually surround, you know, make sure the the crowd stayed back and let that person get right. up, right. just just to make sure they don't get hurt. Yeah. Lovely, and uh, it it was, of course we didn't we didn't have that you know other than that uh, that hillbilly that uh, decided to attack Duh, you. Unbelievable, right? Yeah, What's going on? I, I, I don't know what that what that what that was about. I don't know what that was about either. Yeah. I don't know how we got backstage <laughs> in the first place. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're, those bad guys are kind of tricky. Those they guys, are. They're crafty. They're they crafty. They find their way in. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I, I, that's actually one thing I, I do love. Like I, I was I was talking to my fiance about this. Like 
I went to a concert and a wrestling match broke out. Where, where else can you say that but at a Ladybeard concert? That's right. That's exactly right. Where else can you say yeah. that? Um, so, uh, now, one of the things that uh, actually somebody wanted me to ask, hmm. um, do you have plans of releasing an English album? Um, uh, you, that's uh, an interesting question. I actually don't want to... Uh, talk too much about it yet but um sort of sort yeah. of okay. sort of sort of okay. so so that, that so not 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 fully in the works but there's well, well, there's, there's well, probably something we'll that, that will be released in the future. We'll see what happens. One more time, we only just realized that people wanted to hear me talk in English. So <laughs> oh, so. But, I, and uh, you know, I, I got to say, you know, it's. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a singer myself too. Cool. And uh, you got a great voice for for thanks, not, bro. Not, not just singing, but also you know the the screaming, the growling. Thanks, the, bro. I really yeah. appreciate that, man. Thank you yeah. very much. What kind of stuff do you sing? Um, I I run the gamut. I'm I'm what they call a karaoke king. Oh, good man. Yeah, Excellent. I, I, I do everything. I go from uh, country, pop, rock, hip-hop. Um, there's, uh, let's see, where, there was a rap involved at, at some point. Great. Um, do you, have you karaoke'd Eminem? I have karaoke'd Eminem. Right, how'd, I, how'd you go? You go well? It, it went pretty good. It good went pretty, man. I, I, didn't, I didn't do Rap God, so that was... Rap God's a crazy rap song. Piece. That flipping song, man. I listen yeah. to him and I'm like, dude, that's amazing. <laughs> I can't um, believe it. But yeah, so, some of his earlier stuff, his slower stuff, I, I've, I've been able to kick out. Good so man, that's, that's excellent. That's fantastic. Good. I have seen people just fall on their butts trying to, try to karaoke yeah. Eminem. It's the oh, greatest yeah, definitely. thing ever. God bless. God, the important thing is they had a go. Oh, yeah. Nah. So um, actually, uh, one thing, I've, I've been following your career, you know, pretty much since Lady Baby. Oh, thank you. And, uh, you know, I, I was one of the, I think, one of the first million views you know, wow! Uh, here in the U.S. Wow! And uh, one of my friends, he uh, he follows um, uh, baby metal. Cool. And there was, you know, you might like this. He clicked ah, it. He saw it. He sent it right to me. It's like, dude, this ah. guy reminds me of you. Ah! <laughs> Bless. Like, yeah. Hell yeah. So and I, I've been following. <laughs> like, I, I I followed it since then, and uh, it, you were actually the inspiration for a hairstyle in one of the stunt shows that I did. Oh. Really? Um. There's a there's a character. His name's Eustace McKenzie. Yeah. Uh, he wears a big cowboy hat, and there's a part where he gets told to take that. He, he comes out wearing a feather boa. Great. <laughs> and he's get, he gets told to take a stupid thing off. He throws the hat down, and he's got these big fluffy pigtails. Excellent. Excellent. Like, he's seen the light. He's seen the light. And yeah, I, I, saw it, I was like, when I saw the video, I was like, that would be awesome to put in for that character. Just, you know, just a complete random thing. And I did it. Without anybody knowing, the very first time. Great. And we had a, a packed crowd. I think it was like almost 300 people in the audience. Great. All the actors on stage, they saw it, and everybody busted up. Oh, really? No one knew you were going to do it? Nobody knew <laughs> I was going to do it. I was, I was literally backstage, you know, getting ready. I threw up my hair in pigtails, put it, <laughs> on, put it under the hat. And we, we literally, like, it was like a five-minute laugh break. And I'm like, yeah. Awesome. This is because of Lady. Awesome! I'm glad I could inspire yeah. such comedy. That's yeah. fantastic. Where, where, what was this stunt show you were doing? Um, it was uh, just, just Cowboy Stunt Shows. We actually had like a, a seven, eight, eight different shows that we did weekly. Is it like a theme park? Or? Yeah, it's a little like little theme park out here. It's okay. called, like I said, it's called Rawhide. Cool. Uh, steakhouse attached to a oh, little, I see. Little I see. Western, I see. Western Western place. Um, but I mean, it was it was fun. I liked it Great. for a while. And, you know, I'm not with them anymore, but you know they—they're still 
you know, they're still pretty cool. They still do uh, do do some of the bits that I came up with. And I would it, love to check them out next time oh, I'm yeah, in town. Definitely. When, when you're in town, let, let me know. I'll take you over. Thanks. Yeah. Sounds wicked. Thank you, boss. All right. So, um, so pretty much, I guess we should uh, go ahead and start wrapping up here. Okay, no problem. Um, so where can where can we find you online? Uh, ladybeard.com, of course, is the home page, so you can head there. Uh, the people who ask about buying stuff, it's ladybeard.jp, so that's attached to ladybeard.com, okay. so that's easy to find. Um, you can click English to see English, which is helpful. I, I noticed that. That's yep. actually very, very <laughs> and, and it works perfect on the phones as well. Excellent. So, good. That's yeah. good to hear. Good, good, good. Um, then, of course, on Twitter, it's ladybeard underscore Japan. On Facebook, it's just Ladybeard. Then on Weibo, which is Chinese Twitter, mm -hmm. it's Ladybeard. Ladybeard. Ladybeard with six D's. With six D's. Okay. That's right. Okay. <laughs> which is a funny story. Let me tell you the Weibo okay, story okay, real quick. Hear, hear so it. what happened was we were back in 2014, 15. It was like the end of 14, the start mm -hmm. of 15. We were sitting in Japan, you know, doing our stuff in Japan, concentrating on Japan, and um, one of our clients who works in China a lot said, hey, because uh, he knows that I you know, speak Cantonese and, and Chinese and everything. He's like, hey, do you, um, are you on Weibo? And we're like, no, we didn't even know what Weibo was at the time. What, what's Weibo? He's like, well, it's Chinese Twitter, and you know there's like over 2,000 Ladybeard accounts on there, right? I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, <laughs> people have made fake Ladybeard accounts on Weibo, and they're stealing your photos off Twitter, and they're putting them up on Weibo, and they've got... Hundreds of thousands of followers. Yeah, that's kind of par for the course for Twitter. Yeah, well, right. So I'm like, what? So we go and we start the official Weibo account. Mm -hmm. And um, in the first week, we just got all these messages. Is this the real you? Is this the real you? Is this the real you? In a week, we had 100,000 followers. Wow. So thanks, thieves, for, for, for setting all that up in advance for us, right? I already had a, a built-in audience. That's that. right. That's God, bless. Awesome. God bless. God bless. <laughs> yeah. So a way about Ladybeard, we could see because Ladybeard was taken yeah. by, by the pirates. So, so you, just, you just had to keep adding on to it. We had to, that's right. That's right. Sixties. I, I, lo I love it. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, um, so once again, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you, brother. Uh, you know, yeah, and, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll definitely see you again out here, you know. And, sure uh, will. It's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Arizona's great, man. We had a wonderful time here. We didn't talk about our adventure yesterday. Oh, yeah. to, so, so we went to We went to Sedona and the canyon yesterday. Oh, yeah. Holy moly. That... Grand was the appropriate yeah. adjective for that canyon. Yeah, my, oh my, my dad my dad always used to call it God's country. God's country. It's yeah, just because it was so beautiful, so, so, so untouched. Oh, it's lovely, isn't it? It's is. amazing. But what really struck me was the lack of, um, like, safety implements that seem to have been put along the edge of the it, canyon. It's, it's to, uh, to separate the wheat from the chaff. Is that it? All right, well, cool. Good <laughs> I've, stuff. I've, I've actually, uh, one time when I went, I actually remember this clear in my head. Um, I almost fell into the oh, canyon. Dude, oh my god! And uh, like, it, I mean, the the part that we were at, I mean, there was only like a four foot drop before yeah. there was like a thousand foot drop. Wow! So, but um, you know, it, it's one of those things. You know, the parents have to make sure, especially to bring their kids, just keep a keep a hold on them. I would, if them. I had kids with me, I would have leashes tied around trees. <laughs> oh my that's god! Pretty much what saved me too. That's really. So what, did you fall down the little one? You fell no, down? no, I, I started, I started to slip, and luckily, uh, I mean, 
I, I was kind of a rambunctious kid, so I already right. had a leash. Okay, good. Um, so when they saw me go, they just yanked it back, and it's like, oh, but it, but still. My God, you nearly fell into the I, Grand I Canyon. Fell into the Grand Canyon That's when I was insane. like six, six years old. That's insane. Yeah. Oh my God, man. Yeah, that was the big thing that struck me because you know you look over the edge. Every time I'm on the edge of a high place, mm-hmm. I kind of always come face to face with my mortality. And yeah. I think to myself, uh, if I wanted to die, it would be really easy to do that right now. Yeah. It's the same on the edge of like a, a really busy road. Mm-hmm. If you've ever been to Hong Kong, in Hong Kong they have these huge double-decker buses, right? Right. And when you're standing at a stoplight to cross the road, like these buses just... Whoosh, just fang Run past right you, through, yeah. like a foot from your face, right? And I just always think to myself, if I wanted to die, it's one small step out and mm. see you later, right? Oh yeah, definitely. So I always feel the same when I'm in balconies and other high places. Also, like with balconies, because you know, on the really dangerous bits, they have the rail and yeah. whatnot, right? But you know, in the ring, we jump the ropes, right? So you do drills to get yeah. good at jumping the ropes and whatnot. So I just think to myself, I'm a rope jump away from death. You know, it's like, yeah. I, 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 I can do that. Like, maybe not. Yeah, well, that's right. It's um, yeah. So that was you know the canyon was absolutely beautiful. The big thing that kind of struck me was wow the ease of death. It really is. Did you go up to the uh, to the the glass bridge? The little no, glass I don't outlet? think okay. so. I don't yeah, think there, so. there's a there's this really nice like little glass outlet, like glass balcony, oh my God. where you can like walk out. You look, you're literally looking straight oh, down into the canyon. Oh, freaks me out. My I, God. I, I, know, I remember the uh, the bungee jumping story. Oh my God. I don't know. Have you, you watched Justice Fight yet? It's out of control. I, have, I haven't yet. I, I actually have it uh, ready to be uh, <laughs> Thank Brian, you. So. Thank you. For, uh, I'll, just, I'll just quickly PR Justice yeah. Fight. Listeners, I made a film called Justice Fight back in uh, 2014. Lady Beard Justice Fight. It's the most amazing thing you've ever seen in your life. I've, seen, is, I've seen clips. You've seen clips? Thank I've you very clips. much. You can see his trailer awesome. on YouTube, you can yeah. see. Here's basically what happens. Um, uh, Lady Beard is adopted by Sailor Fukuoji-san because I'm left in a box by my uh, parents have abandoned me in this story. And um, he adopts me and takes me in. Uh, then one day I'm hanging out playing with my five-year-old friends and uh, the bad guys appear. Uh, they kidnap all my friends, they murder Oji-san, and then they beat me up. And so I have to go on a journey of personal discovery to get strong enough to fight the bad guys and get my small friends back and avenge Oji-san's death. It's the strangest thing you've ever seen in your life because the first the first 30 minutes is like a normal narrative. Then it turns into Japanese variety TV for the next for the next 45 minutes. Oh, then it goes back into a narrative. So it's just the strangest thing ever. But yeah. it's it's hilarious, however. Um, yeah, from, from what I from what I've seen, it's it's good times. Oh, thank you very much. I hope you all enjoy it. But there's a uh, part of one of the challenges I have to go through to uh, you know to man up in order to the irony, the yeah, irony yeah. to man up in order to uh, you know face my demons is I have to bungee jump. And I am not joking, I thought I was going to die. I, I re- like, there's a GoPro in front of our face which captures every second. Every emotion. Uh, oh my god, it really is. That's the face of someone who believes they are, this is the end. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I've seen some clips from it. It, it looks fantastically weird and amazing. <laughs> thank you very much. So I'm, I, I'm definitely looking forward to, to actually sitting down and watching it all the way through. <laughs> oh, thank you. I hope yeah. you enjoyed There's uh, There's an English commentary on it, so mm-hmm. you can make sure you click that, so that okay. you, in case your Japanese is, you know, because you've got holes yeah. in your Japanese, you know what's going on the whole time. All right, good. So. Yeah. 
Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, like I said, and once again, thank you, thank you so much. Thank for you, sir. Giving this uh, this interview. My pleasure. Thank you, Conair Radio listeners. Lovely to talk to you all. Everybody, stay happy, stay ganky, stay kawaii. They destroy something. They give you a I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue. For me and you And I think to myself Bullshit! What a wonderful world Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.